0: What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us today on another edition of the Glory UGA Podcast. Today, we have a special edition of the show for you, as we have the honor and pleasure of being joined by the legendary and uh, recent uh, and much-deserving member of the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. That would be University of Georgia head men's tennis coach, Manuel Diaz. Uh, Most of you out there are probably well aware of this, but just in case you're not, uh, in my humble opinion at least, our men's tennis program, I would argue is probably the most consistently successful program on campus and with uh, our Bulldogs yet again in the thick of the SEC title race which would be our fifth straight regular season crown and with a packed weekend of tennis ahead of us at the Dan McGill Tennis Complex this really is an honor and I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to join me today on the show.
1: My pleasure Tyler, good to be with you.
0: Thank you. And coach, uh, I think I would be remiss if I didn't start off by at least an induction into the uh, Georgia Sports Hall of Fame where I mean, it's pretty clear to everyone who who's been around the program at all that this clearly where you belong. So, uh, congratulations on that. Well, that's
1: too nicely. It is a wonderful honor. Um, you know, we uh, we had an opportunity to go to Macon to where the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame uh, is, right. uh, the actual hall, and uh, and and we were just overwhelmed with. All of the people in there and uh, and uh, the folks we got to meet uh, during the weekend a couple weekends ago, um, you know, got to go down there and share some time and had some wonderful experiences. It's just a tremendous uh, group of men and women uh, that have, uh, you know, that have been involved in their sports and brought honor to it. I, I, you know, I, I can say I was tremendously humbled just to be in, in, in their company.
0: Right. Yeah, there's, there's. I mean, it, the Georgia Sports Hall of Fame. And there's some, there's some serious made in that group, and you definitely belong among them, no doubt about so it. Well. Uh, and it really, we, I, I think that everyone in the Dog Nation should need to come back uh, and and coach us. As I know uh, after you left Athens uh, as a player, you returned to Puerto Rico. Is that correct? You were, you were coaching as a you were uh, as a ten, working as a tennis pro for a while. All right.
1: You know, when I concluded my playing career, playing uh, in, on the pro tour, uh, which uh, you know, I. I I, I sustained an injury—a shoulder injury—my mm. senior year in in, in Athens, uh, uh, at the University of Georgia, and, and 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 went on and tried to play, and got to about 250 in the world, and, and but it, I could never stay healthy. Uh, that was always right. uh, always coming back to haunt me, and my serve was not as uh, strong as uh, as it had been through college, and it was my biggest uh strength i guess as a player yeah. and so my, my playing career i guess uh, after about four or five years I, I loved it so much i i wouldn't give up i probably should have given up a little bit earlier but <laughs> right. there's no quit on this one um i just kind of kept going as long as i could and uh you know like coming back home for a little bit you know like you going back to your hometown sure. And everything is going marvelously. And then, um, yeah, and then Coach McGill called and said, <laughs> "You know, I'm thinking, you know, that I may retire in two or three years, and I would love to get you to come up and be my assistant and show you the ropes. And uh, and you know, I think you would be a, a just a, the person to, to kind of follow, follow in my footsteps. And you know. Uh, I, I was living the lines. Yeah, yeah. I was I was living the good. Um, you know, I said, you know, there's some questions for myself as to where I wanted to be in ten years down the line, twenty years down the line, thirty years down the line, and um, eventually I, I I moved to Athens for fourteen.
0: <laughs> wow. And uh, you turned down uh, that life. Wow.
1: Yeah, and uh, but I saw a second home already. Uh, I loved Athens. I love uh, the University of Georgia. And, you know, the journey began over here, and it's now been 35, 36 years. Uh, wow. I think this is my 35th year back. Uh, I did six years as an assistant, and then Coach McGill retired. I took over the program in the fall of 88. So you're so, um, t-
0: 29, right, as, a, as the head coach?
1: 29th year as a head coach this year, wow. 35 overall.
0: And it's been like, – the amount of success that you have enjoyed over those – over the course of these 29 years has been, I mean, really, it's been unprecedented. And I know that I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to say it again because I want everyone out there who's listening to this to understand just how great our tennis program is and how dominant you guys have been. I mean, I I know most people realize that we've been good and we've been successful, but I'm not sure people realize just how successful and how dominant you have been. And So I'm just going to read a couple of numbers here for everyone listening. I don't have time to read all of them uh, because there are, I mean, we could just go on and on, but here are some of the highlights. Coach, and I guess... Through the first 28 years of your head coach career, you have led our tennis program, and these are things I know you know, uh, but to four national titles, two national indoor titles, 26 overall SEC titles, uh, you have an eight, 823 overall winning percentage, you finished in the top five 19 times, top 10 25 times, and in 28 seasons, have never finished a season unranked. That's just ridiculous, and the way I I always come back to this, like for all the football and basketball fans out there, I I would equate it to this. Those are Nick Saban and Mike Shisetsky type numbers, and the world of college tennis coach, in my view, you are absolutely on that level. So I I guess the question I would have for you in in regards to that is, there really are only a handful of coaches out there that are qualified to answer this question, but how do you sustain that level of success over such a long period of time?
1: As, as I guess, um, uh, uh, you know, each year to me is is completely separate. Right. Uh, I, I believe that uh, you know, if you can do something one time, uh, you can do it again. And sure. uh, you know, I, I don't look at it as as a continuous uh, thing. I just right. look at it individually. You know, even when you lose just one person from your team, you bring one person new. You have to sort of bring that team together the chemistry can change dramatically just one player missing and one new player coming in um you know we just try to do it uh, by building a culture that buy into our uh, passion uh Mm -hmm. for excellence and that uh at the end of the day, they hold each other accountable for, for, that, for a standard uh, of that magnitude. Uh, to be able to say that you represent the University of Georgia, in particular its tennis program with a tr- rich traditional his- uh, history, uh, you know, is, is, a, is a, a privilege. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the way we talk to our boys. That's the way uh, you, know, you either ac- accept that and want to carry that on. Uh, it's a responsibility, uh, at the same time it's it's a privilege, uh, and, um, you know, from there, we just try to, you know, create some great, uh, practice habits, some uh, fundamental habits, some, uh, you know, some, uh, the way we compete, uh, is, uh, is steeped in tradition, but yet, uh, you know, we are our own team and the guys in that locker room are the guys that are in charge and entrusted and, and to, to, to represent us. And, and they need to, you know, they need to, uh, you know, at the same time, develop their own uh, their own sense of mission and their own sense of pride. And uh, so, you know, we don't we, we don't feel the pressure of previous successes, but we feel the honor of representing them. Uh, and I think that, that, yeah, that makes to a great extent, to a great extent, that helps us so.
0: out. That's that's great. Well, okay, let' let let's direct our attention toward this year's team. Uh, we've got a very young team. That and correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, but we don't have any seniors on the roster, correct?
1: <laughs> no seniors that, on that's, the roster. That is,
0: that is, that is, that's a tough proposition. That's, and right now, we sit at nine and six overall. I think that nine and six record can be very misleading if you factor in the level of competition. Because I, I think with the most recent rankings that came out uh, on Tuesday. When I looked at those, I think all six losses were to top ten opponents. And, and and some of those losses were razor-thin razor margins. You know, under the UCLA match, again, right. the SEC was—I mean, yeah. we we're definitely just taking the right off, direction. Just lost to Wake Forest. Yeah. So oh, right number one yeah. in the country,
1: and it was 4-3 loss. It would be. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, you know, these guys have to go through those necessary steps to, to help them realize and to get the confidence that they want and, and, and to get to the point where you feel like you have earned— victory yeah. uh against the very very best and so that that is a process so we had never never at this point that have i seen this group yes i've seen disappointed but not discouraged uh right. and um and so i think we're in a good place i think that uh you know uh, towards the second half of the season here, we're, we, you know our our challenges become even greater. I mean, we have to we have three teams that are in the A and M. we've got Florida with only one loss, so you know there's a lot to play for, and uh, and so they're tremendous challenges for us. Our maturity on the road uh, is going to be tested, and uh, but I love the way we're competing right now. And to tell you the truth, again, with five out of the six players in our starting singles lineup. And doubles lineup, uh, being freshmen or sophomores, is it, it, a tremendous accomplishment. What we've done so far, uh, what they have done so far, and and we we it has not played. One of our top players last year played number three and had a tremendous year. Paul Losechovon yes, yes. hopefully in the next couple of weeks can join our lineup and makes us uh, that makes us even stronger. I'm
0: glad you brought up Paul. That was my next question. Actually, he's one player that I know. Uh, I, I myself had a lot of hopes for him coming this season I know other fans did as well um, but after last season Paul or I guess in this in the fall correct he had a wrist surgery is that right
1: yeah in the summer he, he, he tore uh, a ligament in his wrist uh you know we treated it conservatively we weren't sure that it was a tear until a little bit uh, further into the fall we, he had surgery I think it was November and right. short he's yeah. still sort of reeling in and out he got a cortisone shot about 10 days ago you know i'm hopeful that in about a week to two he's uh gonna continue uh, resume uh his workouts on the court and maybe we see him on the court
0: sometime soon towards the end of the season that'd be fantastic because I, I i know that he was a player that i thought would have a, a legit chance to contend for number one single spot there so i think that might be a boost yeah, for us for sure. yeah absolutely uh, it's been a trying
1: year for him yeah you know, I'm well,
0: sure i can imagine he's... It's uh,
1: is very disappointing for him. He was really looking forward to this year and yeah. continuing the progress. Because he, as a freshman, played six. As a sophomore, he played three. three. He's already making
0: huge strides. Right, a natural progression. And
1: this was uh, this was going to be a big year for him. But hey, it's not it's not over, and he's going to have a, a, an opportunity to to make his mark. Hopefully uh towards the end of this year absolutely and
0: another player i want to bring up very quickly here is sophomore emil reinberg who for me at least i think he's kind of been the surprise of the season uh he's a guy that was a, he was a consistent performer for us last year particularly in doubles as a freshman but he did have some times i had some trouble cracking the singles lineup but this year however he's established himself as a pretty consistent presence at number two or number three singles so how do you account for that significant jump that emil made between freshman and sophomore season
1: yeah, you know, Emil's a very talented player. Uh, you know, he just, um, you know, he has just gone about uh, just improving his practice habits and, and uh, you know, uh, strengthening some areas of his game that uh, were exploitable as a freshman. And, uh, right. you know, he's a, he's a good competitor and uh, he's been a tremendous asset for us. Absolutely.
0: Okay, Coach, just two more quick questions for you and we'll get you out of here. I know you've got a big match today. Uh, but, yep. Coach, your program has been at the, the pinnacle of this sport for over three decades. And if you go back, if you go back to the days of Dan McGillum, I mean, it's been a while uh, since Georgia tennis hasn't been one of the elite programs in the country. So, obviously, that source of success brings you many advantages in terms of exposure and recruiting. But I also imagine that it can be I don't, a curse, maybe a little strong, but maybe in some ways it, there could be some drawbacks. So, what is the biggest challenge of being Georgia tennis?
1: Well, I don't know of any.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, is, it, um, is, it, is it expectations maybe where it's just people expect um, you to be so you know, good and live to that?
1: Honestly, I, you know, I replaced the greatest legend. Uh, greatest just bulldog the of them all. Yeah, a wonderful man. and uh, He was a person. And Coach McGill was loved by everybody. I mean, like, you talk about expectations. I, I could never really pretend to be him or replace him in any way. I, I just uh, – I just had to be uh, me, and I had to embrace uh, the the culture of the program, and uh, you know, try to add to it. Uh, and that's yeah. what I've aimed to do. I don't I don't feel pressure from anyone uh, but myself, and uh, the standards I set for myself and our program, um, uh, and and those are those are mine. Um, and I think that I think if you you know look inside our. Uh, clubhouse uh, you know our players feel the same they just have tremendous pride in what, what has been done here but the legacy that we are trying to create for ourselves this year right. and each and every year and I
0: think privilege uh, uh, than, than a burden Yeah, I think that's why we've been so successful for so long Coach, I will get you out of here on this one. Uh, from time to time, we like to play a little word association where I kind of just throw some names of your players at you and just kind of rapid-fire succession and just respond with the first word, first phrase that comes to your mind uh, when I throw the name out. Sound good? Okay, okay. Sounds good. All right, we'll start off with Wayne Montgomery. Competitor. Paul Osterban Big. <laughs> yeah, Emil Reinberg. Yeah, absolutely. Emil Reinberg. Yes. Walker Duncan. Uh, smooth. Nathan Fun. Palmwith.
1: Uh, <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> okay. um, creative. I
0: like it. Jan Zielinski. Athletic. Good. Uh, Robert Lowe. hmm
1: Surprise this year, yeah. uh, just a most uh, wonderful, uh, refreshing surprise. He's yeah. a freshman and he's a number eight in a country in doubles, um, so uh, just uh, very
0: welcome surprise. Yeah, and done very well for us at court six and singles. Yes. Uh, assistant coach Bo Hodge. Ah, just a new influx of energy and uh, you know an addition uh, to our program that was uh, welcome. All right, and finally Alex Diaz. <laughs> <laughs>
1: generation of uh, the Diaz is uh, i guess the third generation fourth 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 round of Diaz is uh, coming to our program <laughs> myself my brother
0: his brother and right, uh, the fourth Diaz uh, part of Georgia tennis we're awfully proud of him. Yes absolutely. We're red-shirting Alex but he's going to have a Right. program down the road. Yeah, we're so thankful that the Diaz is part of the Georgia, or really is Georgia tennis. Uh, so that's awesome, Coach. And Alright, guys, I, I strongly, strongly encourage you to make it out to the Dan McGill Tennis Complex this weekend as we continue to drive for five straight SEC titles when we take on LSU today at 6pm. Make it out there, guys. The weather should be nice. And then Alabama on Saturday at 5pm. Uh, Admission so. is... And that, that's right, right, Coach? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, admission is 100% free. Bring the family. Enjoy the spring weather. Trust me, you are missing out if you have not ever taken the match. And if you come out, I promise you guys, you're going to be hooked if you make it out to one. So, Coach, you're an absolute legend, and I, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule to join me here today. Thanks, Tyler. Good to be with you. Alright, best of luck this weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Alright, guys, so there you have it. The legendary Hall of Fame Manuel Diaz, head coach of the Georgia men's tennis program, in his 29th year. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I do just want to leave you one quick anecdote before we get out of here today. Uh, Coach Diaz and I actually recorded an interview originally. It was about two weeks ago. Uh, He he was gracious enough to spend about really about half an hour originally with a nobody like me because I I mean that's who I am just just some random dude didn't know me from anyone else. Um, Just I emailed him, he responded immediately. There's no intermediary and then in between the no middleman just directly communicate with me uh so he spent about 30 minutes with me and had a, an awesome interview uh but unfortunately when i was uploading that interview the my software program uh the, the audio program completely just collapsed i, I it, it crashed uh and lost everything i was able to re- recover like the first minute or so of it basically but that was about it so um I completely screwed that up. I was obviously very frustrated by that because it was an awesome interview, and he's such a gracious, incredible human being, and in such a, a legendary coach. It was frustrating, but I, so I had to break the news to him, uh, which was humiliating for me. Um, him taking the time out of his day to do that for us, uh, but he was so gracious and so magnanimous in in handling that situation, and just really apologizing more to me for something that he didn't do at all. It's completely my fault, but. Uh, that's the kind of guy that Manuel Diaz, just complete class. He was absolutely willing to come back on and do this interview uh, to help promote his program. Um, so I just – I want to throw that out there because I, I think that needs to be mentioned. Manuel Diaz is – he is the truth. I mean, he's absolute epitome of what a class act is I and mean, really the, the epitome of what it means to be a Georgia Bulldog. So thank you, Coach.